Quiet on the set. Action. everyone and welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, a show produced by Hot Chocolate Media where we make up a movie really fast for you based on a random suggestion from the internet. I am joined by three of our Hollywood elite today. We have our writer, Megan Slauson, who is the blood spray technician on Reservoir Dogs. We have our director, Ben Lifson, who was hair and makeup on Tank Girl. And we have Ian Nystrom, our producer, who was the prop supervisor on The Devil's Backbone. Welcome everyone. Hey, how's everybody doing? All right, so the theme of this story is a metaphorical comedy. The main character is a forceful android. The major event of this story is training. And this is my, I'm just curious, when you say metaphorical comedy, does that mean it's not actually comedy, but it could metaphorically be funny? I don't understand the whims of the movie machine. I, I just okay. vomit them forth. As okay. a conduit for its wisdom, I'm, I, I'm sorry, I can't tell you that. Is okay. that maybe, is that maybe what they call a satire? <laughs> Perhaps. Well, we'll leave it to our writer. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Well, yeah. This, I don't. I don't think it, it's not a comedy. Flat out. It's just. It's going to be what the audience wants to take for it, which will probably be comedic because I think I've got some ideas that'll make it, you know, both impactful and funny, but different levels of funny. So I think the training. I think we should go with. Not military, that's a little bit too predictable. I think we're going to go chef training. We're going to go chef training now. There's a lot of interest in food right now. So I think this robot, android, I mean, we can use that word kind of loosely, right? We did, and we're kind of, something with machinery. We got lots of different robot, android things going on. It's going to be a, a former butler for a wealthy family who has decided that he would like to start pursuing a culinary school. And it's going to be kind of wacky because, you know, no one expects that. But then he's going to go out and he's going to start his training school for the culinary students of the world. I think the ending, I think I might keep the ending really open, too, along with the comedy. So we'll keep the comedy kind of open if it's going to really be comedic. Maybe we'll have some death in there because death can be funny sometimes. But maybe like android death, not like people death. Because I feel like people might get a little too sad there. So maybe some other robot buddies or androids are going to die. But the ending, maybe they're all training for like a giant fight against Chef Gordon Ramsay and his school. I think that's what they're all going to train for, leaving the audience. You know, there's like some sort of fandom going on there. I think that's where I like to go with this. No, I really want this to be an experience for the audience. Take away what they want to take away. And I hope... Okay. I hope... My creative team gets that idea. Okay. Do you have a title for this film? It's just going to be called Chef School. Chef School? Yep. All right. So, Ben, you have the draft for Chef School on your desk. Megan has just hand-delivered it to you. It's uh, sealed up nice in a a beautiful manila envelope. It chronicles the adventures of some robots who are trying to learn to be chefs. What do you think? How are we going to make this movie? All right. So, I want to say that this is a very cool, interesting idea for a film. 
I think we can have some great cats in this film and just make some real big smash here. Now, a couple of things first off. Um, I'm thinking we're going to shoot this sort of like mockumentary style, kind of like best of show, where it's we're really going to go and see the competitors, see their daily lives, and they're coming together in this big competition at the end. Um, I'm thinking, I took a little liberties with some of the names here. I'm calling the contest the True Iron Chef competition because they're allowing robots in. And there can be all kinds of commentary about, you know, people saying, oh, you can't let a robot in a chef contest. It's not fair. Damn robots taking away all our chef jobs. And I think that'll resonate with certain people who feel like they don't always belong. So anyway, but we're going to follow the story of this robot. I'm thinking, you know, for the voice, I want to get some real star power here. So um, I'm thinking, and just go with me on this. Uh, so I saw, so I'm thinking Emma Watson, because in The Beauty and the Beast, if you listen to the amount of auto-tune she used, she already sounds half robot, so I think it could really work. The script just says robot. I think we should probably give a name. I'm, I'm thinking um, Ronnie, Ronnie the Robot. And, you know, Ronnie the robot can have a girl's voice, whatever, you know what? It's like, it's a robot, who cares? And that's the thing is that people who see the movie, they're going to think, a robot, who cares? But then you need to understand this robot. I think um, it'll really be impactful also the fact that robots can't taste, but they're expected to understand the flavor and the, the amazing sensations it's sort of like Bach you know what I mean or it was a Beethoven I get those confused the guy who was deaf who played music Beethoven. yeah yeah that crazy cat you know he was cool and he couldn't hear what he was doing um, but he did, did some good work I'm thinking we'll throw in some actual chef cameos from big chefs we'll get the, our great holy saint Guy Fieri in there if we can I'm sure he works for cheap and then I think we need uh, the rival school uh Gordon Ramsay, I think, is a good, but I don't think he has the, the best acting prowess, so he can be kind of the leader of it. But the real person that the chef is, that the robot is going against, the sort of rival, if you will, is going to be played by uh, The Rock. I, I know we've, I've used him before, but, you know, he's just, I don't know, he's just, this, just, I look at him and I think he could be a good chef, you know what I mean? He looks like somebody who has excellent taste. All right, so... Ian, you've got a draft and a treatment on your desk here. What do you think? Is this thing possible? How are we going to get this made? Well, it's certain. I mean, anything's possible, except a lot of things that are completely impossible. First of all, we're going to have to find a way to change the title so that we can work in either robots or competition, because there's no actual schooling going on in this. True. There is cooking. How about True Iron Chef? True Iron Chef is good. We might have to worry about the uh, licensing for Iron Chef. I mean, maybe... Do you think we can get away with Platinum Chef? I'll, I'll talk to our some of our lawyers and figure out what we can get away with. We on wouldn't that make part. a robot out of Platinum, though. Well, Platinum does sound cooler than Iron, though. I don't think we'd make a robot out of Iron these days, either, now that I think about it. I think there's probably more, like, maybe titanium or some sort of alloy. Aluminum is probably more lightly some. Anyway... We'd like to see a lot of product placement in this, where our marketing team is not very confident that this movie is going to do well on its own merits for what they have listed here as obvious reasons. (laughs) So we're going to try to want to squeeze in as much money as we can through product tie-ins and on-screen placement. Fortunately, 
with a cooking competition, we've got lots of opportunities to do that. We might even just go into a bidding war with some of our advertisers to figure out who will pay us the most to get their Cuisinart. Cuisinart is a brand name. They're so they're top they're top runner in this. Who will pay us the most to get their food processor on the table in the competition? Who wants their logos prominently displayed in this piece of garbage? I mean, people will see the commercials regardless of whether or not they go to see the movie. So, you know, as long as there's enough product placement in it, we can get this through. We would like to see maybe some friendship between some of the more of the characters. We really want to get in some strong relationships so that people will have something to kind of glom onto. Right now, you know, there's just competition. I haven't got it straight exactly who is going to be our, our bad guy as far as, um, was it... The Rock. The, the Rock is our, the rock is our bad guy. See, that's not going to work because people love The Rock. Rock's got to be a good guy or, or bust. The Rock doesn't play bad guy. If you want a bad guy, maybe uh, maybe Jeff Bridges. Okay. He's more <laughs> he's far more, far more expensive. Not at all like The Rock. But I think he'd be a great addition to this cast. We'll see if we can get some money from him. If it, again, working that product placement will make it happen. Guy Fieri... Um, he does work for cheap in that people don't actually pay him, but his handlers, and he's kind of like, he's kind of like a force of nature. When they filled that show, they really just kind of have to, like, predict where he's going to show up and follow him around with cameras and get him on screen because they don't, you don't, you don't just, like, pay Guy Fieri to show up at a place. That's not, that's just not how it works. He's a wild animal. He's a wild animal. He, very much so. It's much more like, uh, you know, I'm not sure if we have the budget to do a full, like, you know, Planet Earth stakeout of <laughs> to get you know find some way to get Guy Fieri in a bear trap so we can get him onto our set. But you know, I like to say there's where there's a will, there's a way. But we might just have to do with some of these others. You know, if if we can get some of the lesser you know Food Network stars, maybe people that have their own niche audience but don't have you know the prime time appeal of some of these other ones. We might have to settle with that. Again, all depends on how much of that product placement you can work in. So I'll uh, leave that on your hands to see if you can figure that out. All right. Do we have a budget for this film? The budget is $5 million plus as much product endorsement as we can possibly manage. So really, just write as much in and we'll, we'll see if we can get those dollars. All right. So, Megan, you've got your notes back from the studio. You've got a $5 million budget. Fairly low, kind of... I mean, it's um, a mockumentary. Small, small they don't need yeah. that. What do you think? Is this going to be possible? Are you going to take their advice? Or are you going to go wild and do something different? I now decided I want to scrap all these suggestions and go with the Guy Fieri mock, like documentary and following him in the wild. I think... Uh, well, that's just Diners driving some dives. But right? I think if you add some more elements, maybe you get him a robot sidekick now. Mm-hmm. I like where we're going with this. <laughs> like, I think if you have a robot sidekick, maybe like kind of like a little bumbling robot. I mean, maybe kind of cute '80s looking robot with like a baseball hat and like a bow tie, and he like rolls around. We could, we could put a baseball hat on a Roomba. That see, that'll work. <laughs> to start. I think I like this idea much better. Also, it's way less work for me because there's not gonna be a lot of writing. And um, no, I don't like my idea anymore. I want this. I'm done. I'm listening to the man now. <laughs> and you can get a lot of product placement. You could just have him stumble upon products in the wild. They might be garbage products. It might be an empty can of cat food. Friskies will probably pay a lot for Guy Fieri to maybe sniff or lick a can of cat food. <laughs> I mean, really, this does boil down to how much money would you pay 
to see Guy Fieri eat a can of cat food. <laughs> that could be our whole marketing campaign right there. I'll wait till it's my turn. Go on. Uh, yeah, no, I'm really liking the taking the original idea and just throwing it away completely, but <laughs> <laughs> making this a buddy film now with a robot. I mean, we're keeping the robot. Maybe Guy Fieri, he's training the robot in not cooking. That wouldn't be what he's training him in. In his wild ways of hair dye and loud shirts. I don't know. He's making a baby Guy Fieri. Maybe that's what's going on. Yeah, maybe it's like Guy Fieri. <laughs> he does already have two children. Oh. Memory serves. Maybe he's disappointed with them and wants a third child. Yeah, he's, yeah. He knows the robot can't fail him like his children who probably have successful careers and fashion scenes. Yeah. Um, no, I'm totally into this I way more. <laughs> I, I wouldn't bet on them having successful careers, but we'll, we'll have to IMDb that later. So just for the sake of the movie machine, because I'll have to plug all this data in in a few minutes. <laughs> what is the structure of this movie? How do you see it playing out from beginning to end? I think it's going to, unfortunately, be a little chaotic. But I think we should have a little backstory, a little bit about Guy's past, like what turned him into this wild man. And then we'll have to have a nice little moment, maybe like a... They find each other. The robot and him will find each other somehow. Probably a dumpster, maybe behind a diner. I don't know. But then it'll start to be a blossoming friendship where he's going to start training his little buddy. Then the end, once again, I'm not really sure because he's kind of an unpredictable beast. So hopefully it'll end lovely or in like flames. I'm guessing the robot might die. But (laughs) are you changing the title? Why don't I? I'm assuming we'll just call it like Guy Fieri in the Wild. Okay. All right, so Ben, you've got some serious revisions from the studio and from your writer coming in. What do you think? Can we make this? So, uh... So... <laughs> so this is going to be less of a mockumentary now. I'm thinking, structuring more as if it were like a martial arts film. You know what I mean? In the sense that there's not fighting, but it's, you know, about, like, this robot student. Because I really want to keep the element of a robot entering a chef's world where it's not wanted, you know what I mean? And learning from the master, Guy Fieri. So, and Guy Fieri is sort of the wise old master. He has these sayings, these wise sayings that we've been subtly working through the entire movie machine leading up to this exact moment. Um, And where he will say these wise sayings and the robot will learn from Guy Fieri like, oh yeah, this chimichanga really is a train to Flavortown, you know what I mean? Something like that. And, by the way, Flavortown is going to be a town in the film. (laughs) And, you know, it can be sort of just them wandering around fighting against the forces of bad taste. You know, like, ew, this is bad, but I'm Guy Fieri. I'm going to show you how to fix it. I mean, really, the script is basically Guy Fieri does stuff with robots. Um, I'm basically just following them with the camera, but I'm setting up the situations and seeing what happens. Like, we're going to have some bad food bandits show up, try to mess with them, you know what I mean? Just like trying to throw away all Guy Fieri's hot sauce. I think that we can also really go into Guy Fieri's actual backstory, you know, show him when he was at a French culinary school, which actually happened. And, you know, seeing how he took from this great French culinary and worked it into his own style of life and cooking. I'm not sure we're going to be able to get Emma Watson now, but that's okay. We will get Guy Fieri to also voice the robot, but we will heavily auto-tune him. And it can kind of work, like, the robot worships Guy Fieri so much that he wants to be him. It can even make you start to question at the end of the film, was, is Guy Fieri really a robot? 
as well. I want people to leave this movie asking the same questions they did when they saw Blade Runner. <laughs> okay. Sky Fury a robot. This is assuming that anything that I shoot is actually good. I mean, we're just <laughs> following them and a robot puppet through the woods and towns and seeing what happens, because apparently that's better than uh, this whole cooking tournament with steaks. All right, so... Ian, and steaks. Yes. So, Ian, you've got quite a lot of notes and footage coming into the studio. What do you think? Not bad. It's not bad. Here's what we like. We got we we landed the Friskies endorsement, so we are good to go with our number one best tested marketing campaign. How much would you pay to see Gary <laughs> eat a can of cat food? This has tested very very well with our target audiences. Lots of our target demographics, which I don't know what those are, I leave that to the marketing people, but they've assured me that people want to see Guy Fieri eat cat food. And they will pay exorbitant amounts of money to see this. So we're gonna make that happen for them. The great thing about doing this uh, documentary style, you know, we don't have to pay for a lot of expensive rigs, you know, just handheld cameras, doing a lot of some nice photo sweep backdrops to do the one-on-one -on -one interviews, not with Guy Fieri by the way, because you can't keep him in one place long enough with, without his mouth being full of cheese fries. He'll sit, he'll sit down for cheese fries, but Lord help you otherwise. We want to see someone else as the, as the voice of the robot, because we can't have just Guy Fieri and Guy Fieri. That's, I mean, that's insane. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we need at least one other voice. Miraculously, we still have Jeff Bridges on lockdown, so we are going to auto-tune him, use him as the voice of the robot. Trust me, it'll all work out. No, I think we're I think we're doing pretty good where we're at now. Just Guy Fieri eating cat food and whatever else we can throw in front of him. It's really, it's gonna be kind of like that. Will it blend? Will it blend YouTube series of YouTube videos? But it's really will Guy Fieri eat it? And how much? What at what point will he say no? I mean, we've all been asking ourselves this this whole time. But is today the day we're gonna find out? I don't know, but I'm excited to see. Okay, so, and you didn't change the title, right? Um, Still Guy Fieri in the Wild? Oh, gosh. The movie um, she needs to know. Okay, so, no, we're gonna, we're gonna, it's gonna be called the Guy Fieri Experience. He's not gonna be on the wilds, and that's gonna confuse audiences. We don't want people to think that they're gonna see some sort of nature drama when they're gonna be seeing this food elemental on screen <laughs> for one plus hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I've put the Guy Fieri experience into the movie machine and pulled the lever, which in this instance sounds like a blender and loud chewing. <laughs> this one is interesting. So, this movie is, is wildly successful, but not for the reasons that you would think. Not there's, because of Guy Fieri's charisma? <laughs> there's a scene near the end of this movie where Guy Fieri has, like... He started to, like, lose his mind as he's, like, been forced to eat all these things. Like, the ridiculousness of some of the things he's done, like, starts to, like, weigh him down. And he has this, like, existential crisis where he, like, tears off the Hawaiian shirts and the sunglasses and, like, takes all of, like, the spiking grease out of his hair and is, like, staring at his own reflection in, like, a pool of garbage water. And he, he has this, like, crisis of self, and he becomes, like, another being at that point. And, like, everybody who watches the film can kind of, like, see it 
And actually, after the the movie is over, after the the movie's released, Guy Fieri refuses to do more television or movies because he doesn't feel like Guy Fieri is who he is anymore. He has he goes on this like year long journey to find himself in the mountains. So we have no more quotes. Well, it's really an inexhaustible mind. Sure. So this film is wildly popular. People go and see it to like understand. Like they they go because they think it's like going to be a, a big joke, but then they actually like see this guy who's been like made fun of and broken down to his base elements. They actually kind of sympathize with him. It wins some awards at South by Southwest and a few other little festivals. But after that, there's no more Guy Fieri, and people are like freaking out because like they think that you guys have have killed him or that like <laughs> you've you've broken his mind in some way. <laughs> However, Movie Machine does grant the ability to time travel if you so desire. You can go back and spend a couple of minutes making last minute changes before the Movie Machine makes its final decision on how the movie does. Or you can call it art and leave it be. It's completely up to you. So, beginning with our writer, Megan. I mean, I like this possibility. We've somehow changed a man and the audience, and I didn't have to do that much work, really. (laughs) So, I'm not sad that he is no longer doing his Food Network shows. I I don't miss his bleached blonde hair, really. I think whatever he will be doing in the future after this would probably be a lot better. Maybe he will go back to actual being a chef and maybe making some great experiences. And I'm glad that we got to maybe help him do that. So I'm good. I'm good. I like this. All right. And what do you do with your newfound wealth? I am actually going to go to culinary school, I think, now. Yeah. The script is one page. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I've decided maybe writing isn't, that's not where I belong. I, maybe, maybe I'm going to open like a deli, maybe someplace. Okay. Ben, what about you? So I'm torn, like, on one hand I'm happy with the film, the other is this podcast called The Movie Machine, and they always ended with Guy Fury quotes, and they used to be wacky, but ever since this film came out, they've gotten so existential, the quotes at the end, about like, you know, when we look up at stars, is there some other world, some other chef looking up the same stars back at us? And it's like, that's not as funny, you know what I mean? So, kind of torn on that. I think that, though, I'm ultimately going to stick with this because I want to make this a trend because I'm going to start going after other chefs and seeing if we can do the same thing to them. You know what I mean? See if we can change other chefs' lives. Like, we're going to start with Gordon Ramsay. They all start with G's, as in two of them. (laughs) And, you know, see what makes Gordon Ramsay tick, you know? And they all all end with E's. Guys, Gordon Ramsay. There's this weird pattern between two people. Yeah, if only we could name one other chef. <laughs> and so, but let, we'll, you know, we're going to lock, we're going to be a bit more, because he, he's a bit more mentally stable, I'm assuming. Yeah. So instead, we're going to be a bit, we're going to like lock him in a submarine for the oh. sequel. And, you know, just see what happens, like after a month, like if he just breaks down. And, wow. You know, just keep going with this until legally we aren't allowed to do this anymore to chefs or chefs stop signing up to be tortured by us. Because, you know what I mean? Like, I think a chef, you know, you have to bottle so much emotion, you know? And I really want to see what happens when a chef boils over, as it will, to use a chef term in this context. <laughs> so this is going to be the first of many I'm moving forward. I'm going to use the money I made to make the next Ramsey submarine 
experiment. That's what I call I, I don't call these movies, I call them experiments. All right. So, Ian, what do you think about the outcome here? Gotta go back, guys. I got a really bad letter from the estate of Guy Fieri. They need us to use our movie machine powers to unmake this movie. It turns <laughs> out that doing a, a unlicensed and highly fictionalized autobiopic of someone who may or may not be of sound mind and body is highly illegal. They're also <laughs> they're also citing some notoriety laws. These are the same laws that prevent uh, serial killers from profiting off of their story once they're in prison. Yeah, I don't know if you know about those laws, but they they exist. They're the reason that like people that are in jail then cannot like sell their story to publishers for. It's kind of the same thing right. that's going on here, except for they're describing what we what we have done to Guy Fieri as food crime. Oh. These are food crimes that we've committed against him and the rest of humanity. That's that's their words, not mine. I personally loved watching Guy Fieri eat cat food. <laughs> I mean, that was pretty great. You just see him gobble that how stuff is, up. It's really is, mesmerizing. How is Guy Fieri not already broken some crime law? Or that, crime we'll law. see. There, that's the thing. Profits from this movie are really... Where they're going at this point is mostly legal fees and... Uh, it's it's getting ugly, guys. So I think we are going to need to use the movie machine's time powers in an unprecedented mo- move to not only make changes, but entirely unmake this movie. It will be as though it never existed, and we will all be better for it. <laughs> but we all get paid still, right? It, um, well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is, right? Well, so if you're listening to this podcast, forget you listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> as if it never happened. In fact, Jacob, uh, play a sound that will make them forget it. Like, you know, it hits a certain like the Like the audio equivalent of the Men in Black's Neuralizer? Neuralizer. We're going with Neuralizer. I was literally just going to edit it in Neuralizer. (laughs) (laughs) You hadn't told me that. Well, now I can say it was my idea. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess there you have it, folks. Formerly the Guy Fieri experience, now the void. dark spot in your mind yeah uh and as always we will end our show to reset the movie machine back to default um once again with a guy fieri quote hey guy fieri's funny we should make a movie about him as soon as i do this nine buttons are gonna bust off this shirt bye everyone Keep out your music.